to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, the MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery, and joining me is the man who, well, I often wonder, Wayne, where's the tenderness? Here is my host from the left coast. Here's Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben Hameen. It's inside us all. It is. I was I was trying to come up with some some even better lyrics for this, and um, they're actually more about you, where you say uh, you open your mouth and out pop something spiteful. <laughs> See, it just it, it's they're all over. I'm, this is me. This the tenderness. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> we're we're doing our 45 episode a little earlier in the rotation. Usually, we kind of wait until. You know, first week of the month. We're, so we're doing this a little early because we wanted to really devote this 45 episode to the passing of Ranking Roger. If you're not familiar with Ranking Roger, he was the what? Are the, what do you call them in, in uh, ska bands? Toastmaster. Yeah, toast the toaster. Yeah, the toaster. Yeah. So he was the toaster for the English Beat, um, or known as the Beat uh, in the UK. And then, of course, uh, Dave Wakingling and Ranking Roger went on to form uh, General Public, while the other guys, Andy Cox, and I'm trying to remember who the other guitarist was, went and formed Fine Young Cannibals. So, so we wanted to we wanted to chat about a few of the songs that were important to us. Um, I think I can I can categorically speak for both of us that. We're both English beat fans. Absolutely. I mean, huge uh, ska guy, huge English beat fan, or the beat. And and I came I came a little late to this party, so I I was not listening to the English beat when, of course, they were around. That was, you know, late seventies, early eighties. My introduction to Dave and and Roger really were through General Public. Um, I guess that uh, tenderness was what. 83 84 84 and and then with uh with liking that particular album so much um once i went to college i had some of my uh some of my dorm mates who were big english beat fans uh big erasure fans and echo and the bunny men and some other stuff and kind of introduced me to that and i, I was kind of getting into a little bit of a reggae phase where you know i was listening to steel pulse and sugar Minote and or uh, what was his name uh half pint um that was kind of my that was kind of my thing for about a year and a half was listening to old music which you'll you'll hear on the 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 next episode i think we'll we'll be talking about some old 60s music with uh, simon from the woolly bushman uh, I kind of got into the English beat, you know, in the late eighties. And, and, um, this is a band that I go to quite a bit. Um, so if, if you had to, to narrow it down, cause these are our 45 episodes. So we're just talking about songs and not talking about full albums. What, what is your, what's your quintessential beat song? Let's save it for later. Uh, it's a tough between mirror in the bathroom and save it for later. Uh, but I had to make a choice. So I went with save it for later. And, and why save it for later? 
Um, you know what? 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 Uh, pushed it. What tipped the scales was I was reading something. Apparently, this song was written actually. Dave Wakeling wrote this as a teenager, and it and it kind of started out as a double entendre. It's save it, comma for later. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna get clown horned with anything, but I'm just gonna leave it right there. Anyway, and as he as he as he grew up, it it turned into about going from your teens to your twenties. Nobody in the uh, I guess there was some resistance in the beat to record it, but as I was reading this article. Apparently, as we all know, uh, Pete Townsend has covered Save It For Later. He does it live. I think it was even on his greatest hits, um, Pete Townsend's greatest hits. And he actually called it one of his favorite songs of his whole life. So in and of itself, that's, I mean, that's the guy who wrote Bob O'Reilly and Won't Get Fooled Again. So, but apparently uh, it was like a Saturday 11 <laughs> in the early afternoon and he's hanging out with his friends, Dave Wakeling, and his friends say, hey, Pete Townsend's on the phone. And he completely thinks they're messing with him. So he takes the phone and he goes, oh, he always calls about this time on Saturday. And so he grabs the phone and he goes, Pete, how you doing? And it's literally Pete Townsend who says, uh, great, me and David Gilmore are here. and We're trying to figure out how to work, save it for later. And we, we, can't, we can't get it. And so now, I mean, he's just, he, he is on the phone with Pete Townsend and David Gilmore. And apparently what had happened when he had, he went to do, he went to use an odd tuning. It's a D-A-D-G-A-D, which is like a Celtic folk. That's where it's mostly used, but he mistuned his guitar. And so he was in D-A-D-A-A-D. So that's the reason they couldn't get it. So he explains to him the tuning. And they're like, thanks, man. <laughs> but I just thought it was hilarious that he just answers the phone like, yeah, Pete, what are you doing? And it's actually Pete Townsend. Uh, I thought that was a great story. So that tipped the scale once I read that. That's awesome. Uh, Pearl Jam also covers it live. Yeah, they kind of medley it with Better Man. Yeah. I, I saw back-to-back concerts uh, a couple of years ago and kept waiting for them to to incorporate that into Better Man, and they didn't. So a little heartbroken about that but song um if i had to choose quintessential you know if i if i put together a top 100 songs of 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 my lifetime i'm pretty sure mirror in the bathroom would be one of those uh one of those songs and the other song of the beat that i listen to a lot and i still go back to this is i confess i just Oh, yeah. uh, I just love this song. Uh, it is super, super catchy and has all the elements of just the, the perfect pop song. So, yeah, I really, really dig it. Boy, let's give on a try. Blinded by fright. He screams my life that 
How about moving forward to general public? Uh, are you gonna Are you gonna go with the the safe pick, or are you branching out a little bit? I would I would love I, I don't like to be safe, but that is such a great song. And another, I mean, if I was on the fence about using it, then I, I also doing some research trying to find out more about it. Uh, there's a line in it called "Whistling in the Graveyard," which is actually a miss you know, interpretation of the colloquial uh, whistling past the graveyard, but it's something that Dave Wakeling's dad used to say to him when he would get like, when Dave would get like uh, kind of stand up to his dad, kind of puff up his chest and try to challenge the old man. And the, the, his old man would tell him he's, he's whistling in the graveyard, which it's uh, like, which say, which is actually not the, uh, the, 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 uh, now nah, what's it? An anecdote, but, uh, I like that, but it's, he, he meant it in the reference of somewhat similar to what it actually means, but it's more like, you know what, you're, you're all this show, but there's, you know, there's not really anything scary there. You're just, you're just acting tough, uh, you know, cause you know, nothing's going to happen, which is completely different. If I would have puffed up my chest on my old man, I'd have took an ass. <laughs> He's 70 and I, I bet he gave me a run for my money. Yeah. I, I still wouldn't, I was, I still wouldn't get into a scrap with my old man. I mean, he's 84. I think he could still kick my ass. Well, my old man's lost his mental, he's lost his mental advantage, but I still think he's so mean that it, it would take me, like he used to tell me, you might kick my ass, but it'll take, you better bring a lunch and a pillow because you're going to be tired and hungry. That that album cover of General Public's for first album is just, to me, it's really iconic, and and it has now it has a little bit deeper meaning because a few years ago, I don't know, this was I guess six seven years ago, um, Dave and the English Beat were in town, so I went to go see them, and I probably had no business at that point seeing them because I had like no money whatsoever, and um, I I brought some vinyl. So I brought uh, brought one of the, the beat albums with me, but I also brought the first general public, got him to sign it. And I always had it in my mind that I'm like, you know, one of these days I'm going to get to England and try and get Rankin to, to, to finish this off. And unfortunately that, uh, that record is going to remain just signed by Dave. But um, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm, just in in honor of uh, of Roger, I might uh, I might be taking down one of my other signed vinyl off my wall and uh, and put that up. So we'll see. I'm sure you if you saw my wall, you'd probably go you'd point to the Christopher Cross album and go, "That's the one you need to take down." But uh, <laughs> yeah, is it signed? Because then it's even. It's oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And anything yeah. that's on my wall is signed. So yeah. 
Um, it's so it's actually has less value than if it just if it just was the the vinyl. Uh, you know, first first Africa and now Christopher Cross. I mean, the, the vitriol. I mean, Christopher Cross is not even in the same zip code as Timothy B. Schmidt. So leave him alone, okay? <laughs> That's true. I don't despise Christopher Cross. Good. That's good. Um, so if I had to pick a general public song, um, I would I would pick from their, I guess it was 93. Like I, I, for these 45 episodes, you can probably tell Wayne and I don't have any notes written down whatsoever. So <laughs> this is completely winging it. So when we start throwing out uh, names and dates and, and chart positions, it is all you know, pulling it out of our, our behinds, but general public got together real briefly in the early nineties. I think it was 93 and they did a really great cover of the staple singer song. I'll take you there. I just dare anyone to listen to that song while they're in a, a a bitter mood, a depressed mood. And that song will completely rock you out of that, uh, that bad mood. So that, that's really my, that's that, that would be my, my pick uh, just because I knew that you were going to go with tenderness. (laughs) I could have gone with come again. Yeah. Uh, from the second yeah. album. Okay. <laughs> Could have done that. Um, the, the general public song, um, they're kind of, I guess, theme song or whatever you want to call it. That's, uh, that's also eponymous. <laughs> okay. Or, um, let's see what, what's the other, what's the other really good song off of, off of that first album that I really like. Oh, never you done that. That's, that's also a great song. Just to wrap up for for Roger, uh, they he did put out a a uh, record earlier this year. I don't know how uh, how long it's kind of been sitting in the in the can because Roger got sick at the end of last year. He had a stroke, and then he was battling cancer and some brain tumors. I mean, just not a not a good way to go. But in January, his son ranking junior is uh um singing for the english version of the beat so dave dave wakeling has his version here in the states they go by the english beat and then roger uh, was going by the beat there in the uk and there's some good stuff on it um i listened to that uh listened to that yesterday and um i posted it out there on the facebook page um Who's that looking? Um, and it's dat, D-A-T. Um, but really, really good song. 
sad news. Uh, I just kind of feel like a little little piece of our 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 youth has been kind of ripped away from this, and it's just kind of I don't know. It's just uh, you know sad sad stuff to 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 have some of the some of your 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 heroes from from yesteryear pass away. Well, buckle up because we're fifty. That means all the guys who were making records when we started listening are. Oh yeah. Yeah. 70. Uh, there's going to be some sad days when a few, few of these guys pass away. So, and I, I can't be held responsible for the amount of Neil Young that I'm going to listen to when he passes away. So, all right. Should we, uh, should we, should we talk about April? April's going to be, April's going to shape up to be a pretty, pretty fine month. As far as episodes go, we've got, um, we're recording here in a couple of days with uh, Simon from the Wooly Bushman. Um, very interesting pick, I would say for 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 the record he wanted to revisit. Oh, Candy O, but the the second release from the Cars was interesting. It was definitely a departure from the last uh, the last couple picks that we've had, which were more on the Americana kind of scene so um so yeah this will be i yeah i was surprised by his pick i like say listening i caught a couple of their youtube videos i would have thought he would have picked something more uh 60s kind of roots rock and roll kind of stuff but i'm uh it's been fun listening to candio it's not uh it's definitely tough to that their debut was a tough act to follow and and uh heartbeat city is also a really hard one to to compare that to yeah, I, there's a couple of songs I actually hear some some different, uh, you know, kind of that the a foreshadowing of that. But yeah, like I say, they started out with this incredible debut. That's, I mean, top to bottom. I bet I think eight of the nine songs were in their anthology, um, and then same they ended with uh, Heart Heartbeat City, which, gosh, I think they Mutt Lang did. So of course, he, Mutt Lang loves the single. I think they released six singles off that album. Um, it's kind of interesting that you, you and I, when we're picking records, we're we're picking like debut records, and yet our guests are picking like the sophomore records. I mean, think about Iris pick. You know, he picked the second Police album, and Simon picked the second Cars album. I just I don't know. But um, so we've got the cars coming up. We've got uh, Elvis Costello's Armed Forces. That'll be that'll be fun. We uh, that's gonna total. That is gonna be another total Elvis Costello love fest. I I started listening to that last week again, kind of front to back, and uh, God, just yeah, that guy and, is amazing. And, and here's what's interesting. So I I was looking at our stats because I'm I'm now in promotion mode for the podcast. Now that we're up to like thirty episodes, it's you know, time to actually try and build the audience instead of just, you know, doing what we're doing, recording a couple times a, a week and maybe I'll release the episodes and maybe I'll shelve it like I did with Green Day. Uh, which Green Day's Chinese democracy. Yeah, yeah, it's still waiting out there. You know, if we have one of those weeks that you and I just can't record, that one's going to get that, that one's going to get released. But um, I was looking at the stats and uh, what's really interesting, even though we did Elvis's first um, record, that was like episode, what, like eight, nine, ten, something like that. 
Um, yeah, right, right around there. That is our most downloaded episode. Uh, just because our, I, I can say, I, I think I may have listened to that episode twice. <laughs> uh, that's, that's like I say, that's to me, like I, I think I described it in the, uh, in the podcast. That's like the, the stone tablets that Moses came down with, you know, with, um, that's the, to me, that's where it all started. Yeah. It's just, uh, he's definitely my favorite, my favorite songwriter, uh, far and away. Yeah. Uh, we also have Pearl Jam's debut album that's coming up. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, uh, share who the, the, uh, the guest is going to be cause I don't want to jinx it. Um, but it will be a little bit of a departure from the musicians that we've been having on. We can't say that. Can we say that he broke a curse? That he helped break a curse. Uh, what was the curse? Well, if I was to say what the curse was, then it'd be clear oh. who it was. Oh, then no, then no, we can't talk about the curse. I know now. I now I know what you're talking about. So no, we can't. We can't. We can't share that. Um, and then uh, and then we will be doing a episode with. Uh, a very influential guitarist in the indie circuit. And I'm still waiting for his, still waiting for his pick. And this is going to be, I think an interesting pick because he can't decide between Julian Cope, the Stranglers and Echo and the Bunnymen. So, and I, that's, that's put your hat hand in the hat. You can't go wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about any of those, those artists. So, and then lastly, um, we're going to get re we're going to get revisited with, uh, with Jeff Johnson. So I, I think this is going to become kind of like a, uh, a monthly thing with, with, with my bud. So he is joining us. He wants to talk about Terrence Trent Darby's a debut record, which, uh, wow. it's a great album. There's no getting around that. Oh. There is no way around that. Yeah. The hard line. Hard line. Just some other things of note. So if you haven't noticed, we're, uh, we've been taking down some of our early episodes. Uh, we've now exceeded the amount of storage on my, on our, uh, on our podcasting host. And so we've been taking down older, uh, older episodes to put on the new ones. So if you have not downloaded any of the old episodes yet to listen to those, you probably want to do it now because uh, with the amount of uh, episodes that we're going to be recording in April, we will be taking down probably all of the episodes prior to 10, um, which means our journey, our journey debate is going to come down or, uh, I don't know. Do, do I leave the, do I leave the Elvis Costello one up because it's our most downloaded? One? You have to. Yeah. I, might have, you, I think you have, might to. have to. Might have to keep that one up. Uh, it pained me. It pained me to take down the Neil Young harvest out, uh, episode, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post it back up. And if, and if anyone, if anyone has not been able to download beastie boys or Neil Young or, um, the disappointment list. I think I just took that one down. Um, you can eat shard explosion. Uh, I did. I, I did take down shard explosion, <laughs> which that, that was also another painful one. Cause I'm like, I want people to listen to Gino. If you really want them, uh, you can email me. I can send you the, I can send you the link or, or Dropbox it or something. So, 
um, you can find you can find my email in the episode notes. And then uh, sponsors. So I think it's time for us to find a sponsor. Help help defray some of the costs of uh, of this, and maybe with the sponsor we can you know increase our our storage and and uh, uh, maybe post repost some of these episodes. I don't know. It's um, kind of entertaining that that uh, that notion. Honestly, we we need the sponsors just to defray some of the cost of how many shirts Wayne is buying uh, for the for, for the podcast. <laughs> uh, you know what? You don't worry about me. Those shirts are those things are. That's my habit. It's better than heroin. So it's cheaper, cheaper than, than heroin. heroin. Well, that's what I hear yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, cheaper than horse. I don't know. How I'd go that far. Okay. All right. I don't know where you're picking up your whores then. Um, Uptown where they're expensive. (laughs) All right. What else? What else do we want to talk about? You want to talk about anything? I I think we nailed it. I think we got to find somebody to pay for this thing. And then, uh, uh, and thank God we're not, we don't have a theme for April. We're not doing Amy Heckerling film soundtracks or possibly a, you know, and and that's the that's the 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 sad part of of us thinking that we were going to do this grandiose, you know, Cameron Crow month, and then other things just kind of popped up. Is we just recorded the "Sing Anything" episode. I haven't finished editing it. I'm probably not going to finish editing it until April. And so here we kept touting March as Cameron Crow soundtrack month. And we failed miserably at that. So, well, that's not fair. Miserably, I mean, we got two in and a third one recorded. Okay, I mean, I don't miserably. I think is a all is, right. Is maybe being harsh. Maybe not miserably. Maybe. We half-assed it at best. We half-assed it <laughs> exactly. But you know, we got some good episodes out of it. I mean, the the Jonathan episode with Fast Times is that was a good time. Um, oh. <laughs> That that's an understatement. I, I if we ever get to the cabin, it's you got to just push record on the on the we we just push record. Yeah, let the rest happen. Yeah, we've got to make that cabin thing happen because that that will just be a good time. I think, um, and I'll just sit in. I'll just sit in the corner and watch you and Jonathan knocking him back, and you know. That's the that's the beauty of hanging out with uh, with, with me. You always got a designated driver. I think I be careful because I I'm just going to say, I think his darts are the old school <laughs> metal, you know, poke in. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's got those plastic ones. I, I think he's, he's going old school pub darts. So the corner, you might want to give yourself some room to move. You might want to be, keep your head on. A swivel. I think we're going to hide the darts and only play shuffleboard. <laughs> well, we do need somebody to keep changing the records. I can do and that. If rumors comes on, that's it. You're fired. Well, I won't. I won't do that. I already. I already heard his vitriol for for rumors. So let's wrap it up. We'll. Uh, we, we will see you all in April. I'm really excited for the episodes we've got coming up. And um, I mean, we've got guests lined up through middle of May right now. You believe that? I can with the way you you're out there 
throwing out invitations. Well, I'm, I'm hustling. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we're not booked through uh, Christmas. I'm, I'm trying to hustle. There's there's a few that I there's a few that I really want. You you saw you saw the the uh, the, the, the I saw the response. Saw I can't. I that would be a dream. That would be that would be unbelievable. You saw you saw the email. She she didn't say no. She didn't say yes. She said I'm. She said keep keep. Keep keep asking, friend. That's what That's she said. Right. Keep That's asking. Right. She said, "I'm I'm keep, keep I'm tracking on. drums right now, so uh, can't do it right now." But you know, email me at the beginning of the month, and I'm like, "And yes, I will be emailing you at the beginning of the month." So every everybody everybody listening is probably going, "Who in the world are they talking about?" You know, just you just you wait. When 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 if she tells me no, then I will tell you who the who it is. When she tells me yes. We're going to promote the crap out of that because uh, both you and I are huge fans of one of one of her records. So anyways, all right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to live show, buy a T-shirt of the band, buy a record, visit a record store and not just on record store day. That's pretty good. I, I can rattle it off of the top of my head now. Isn't that great? Uh, you've come a long way. Thank you. We are Records Revisit and we are out. out.